0: Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Saturday, October 30th, 2021. Our bit today is taken from Romans 12, verse 2. Now that says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Another rainy Friday evening, Friday night, and Saturday morning, friends. Much rain, but excellent weather for sleeping, and also for sleeping in. However, I could not sleep in, much as I wanted to. That's because I went to bed early, early by my standards, that is. And after some four or five hours in the bed, the old body began complaining with aches and pains. So I had to get up because resting was becoming more problematic than getting out of bed. Uh, Anyway, you know what? Here we are talking about much rain, while so many unfortunate others in other parts of the world are dying from drought and lack of heavenly blessings. But whoever said that life was fair, it certainly isn't. Our God, though, is fair and just. So with that good thought in mind, let's see what quotes our friend Anselm sent us this past week as he tries to inspire us for a better tomorrow. And we'll deal quickly with this first one because he also sent it to us last week. That's to accomplish great things, we must not only act but also dream. Not only plan, but also believe. Back then, we spoke of the importance of dreaming and planning, but more so, the overwhelming importance of belief in accomplishing anything at all. Also very important was the source of our belief, or what we placed our belief in. And we gave the example of the synagogue ruler, Jairus, approaching Jesus to ask him to come and heal his 12-year-old daughter. But while Jesus was on the way to do it, Jairus's people came and said that the girl was dead. But as soon as Jesus heard it, he said to Jairus, Be not afraid, only believe. And that comes from Mark 5, 37. Meaning that Jairus was to believe he would and could do what he had promised that is heal his daughter and so it is with sorry and so it is with us who claim to believe in Jesus we must believe in the promises he's made to give us a good future and a hope of forgiveness of sins leading to salvation and life eternal with him in heaven that brings us to this next quote Nothing is, unless our thinking makes it so. And I really don't know what context our friend Ansel means that in, be it physical or mental. As per the physical aspect, I won't say it's totally true, because many things exist physically, although we don't think they are. In the mental realm, though, a lot of things won't exist for us unless we think that they truly are i guess we can use the allegory of physical philosophy <laughs> the allegory of philosophical theories where some believe and even die for them while others don't for the former they exist because they think on and about them but for the latter they are not existence since they don't spend time thinking about them. (laughs) And I'm chuckling here because I was just thinking that that quote might fall into the philosophical realm of uncertainty. Meanwhile, the next quote tells us, when you visualize, then you materialize. If you've been there in the mind, you'll go there in the body. That quote is also similar to one we had last week. Re-visualizing is the great secret of success. And visualizing is an important part of success. You have to think of and on things. See them in your mind's eye first. If you ever hope to produce them in real form. The world tells us that seeing is believing. What our Christian belief tells us You must first believe it before you can ever see it or bring it to reality. That's what great inventors do. They picture something in their minds, then proceed to bring it to reality by whatever means necessary. And it is important to note that unless you conjure up something in your mind, flesh it out first in your mind, be it a philosophical theory. theory, or physical product, you usually can't bring it to fruition, because that's just the process of life. As the last quote says, whatever we plant in our subconscious mind and nourish with repetition and emotion will one day become a reality. Yes, friends, that's the truth in spades. Whatever we continually think about and ponder on which will usually come to pass, be it something we make or an attitude that we adopt. Oftentimes, we associate it with the words of Cousin Saul. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he, which comes from Proverbs 23, 7. And that's quite true, although that's not all of the proverb. The verse actually says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink said he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. And there Cousin Saul is referring to someone who tells you outwardly to do one thing, but inwardly he really doesn't mean it. I believe we call those kinds of people hypocrites. And here I want to share some remarks of an article on the crosswalk.com faith Bible study website by Clarence L. Haynes, Jr., titled, Three Reasons Proverbs 23.7 Says, As a man thinks, so is he. The article begins, one of the most amazing gifts that God has given us is the human mind. The ability to learn, think, choose, and reason is the essence of what makes us human. While the ability to think makes us human, it actually goes deeper. Your thoughts become a reflection of who you really are. God certainly understands this, and he speaks to this in various places all throughout his word. Now, that is the indelible truth. Whatever you steadily focus on for a length of time will eventually seep into your soul and become a part of you. That's why the Bible warns us so much about the way we think, carnally and sinfully, as opposed to godly and spiritually. So let's check out a couple of those important scriptures on the subject. Now, This first one is from Paul to the church at Rome, where he tells them, And be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That means we have to stop allowing ourselves to be conformed to the present thinking, value systems, and conduct of this world. And why is that it? Because they run contrary to the word of God. And what kind of thinking then are we supposed to embrace? He has some wise and valuable words in it from Paul to the church at Philippi. He says to them, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest or noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise or anything praiseworthy in it, think or meditate on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do them and the God of peace shall be with you. And that's taken from Philippians 4 verses 8 to 9. And my brethren, we could not end today's message with better words of advice. So please, let's spend the weekend thinking and meditating on those kinds of things now, so that we can have the peace of God in our lives. Much love. And the postscript for today says, The human mind, God's most amazing invention, let's use it wisely. Now. And that's the gospel truth, friends. There's nothing more (laughs) wonderful and amazing than the human mind. So, why are we not using it properly? Why are we using it to let Satan's foolishness keep us down? Please, let's turn it around and let's transform our thinking. Let's think about good things, like all the stuff that Jesus preaches to us, so that we can end up with Him in heaven and not in hell with Satan. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.